journeying to the top. Of course, one of the reasons why people don't make it to the top is that they are often stopped. You will no longer be stopped. And when it comes to the issue of being stopped, I think I'm somebody that have a lot of experiences in that regard. I can tell you how that I was stopped academically after primary school. I was very, very brilliant. As a matter of fact, from primary one till I left primary six, I was brilliant. But I was stopped. Very flimsy excuse. My mother said I was too stubborn. That when I get to secondary school, I will be beating teachers. And so because of that, I was not qualified to go to secondary school. She didn't need to pay major school fees because it was even free education. She didn't need to struggle much. So I was stopped. I came to Lagos one year to learn tailoring in Keto Alakwere. But of course, I later turned it to testimony. Because the very first cut and sew jacket that I ever in my life, it was that tailor in that same spot where the man was, that tailor shop. I went to Lagos Market, bought the material, and gave to the man to sew for me. I did it intentionally. I turned it to testimony. The last of him I saw, if I'm not mistaken, I gave him a hundred thousand euro. I was stopped. So when I eventually got to secondary school in 1982, all my mates, even those that were far, far below me academically, when we were in primary school, were already one year my senior. The same free education, you will no longer be stopped. Amen. Journey to the top is limited. When you are up stopped, you will no longer be stopped. Amen. But that is not where I really want to dwell. I want to dwell on the three kinds of eyes that you must deploy to living your life to ensure that you get to the top. You will get to the top. Amen. There are three kinds of eyes. We just look at them. And then, if time permits, I will tell you how not how not to start a business. Because majority of us just start for the sake of not wanting to be idle, not wanting to be indolent. So we just want to start something. But you don't get to the top by just trying to start something. You have to be conscious of what you are doing. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. The Bible says about Jesus, when he saw the multitude, the key word there is the saw. The seeing. When Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them 
because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. When he saw. Now the scene there was not a scene with the ordinary eyes. As a matter of fact, I make both to say, I'm not bothered about your theology. I make both to say that it was not a scene with the mind. It was a scene in the spirit. Because the one that was seen, who? Jesus. When Jesus was here, he was 100% man. It was 100% God. And the first, the first reference to seeing in the Bible was God. And God saw. So God, being a spirit being, does not see with just these ordinary eyes. God sees in the spirit. So, the scene that the Bible is referring to here that Jesus saw was not with the physical eyes. Was the eyes of the spirit. In other words, what Jesus was seeing, every others were not seeing. They had physical eyes. They can think, they can reason. But they were not seeing what Jesus was seeing. They were not seeing the way Jesus was seeing. So, but when he saw, because he was a spirit being, he saw the multitudes and what he saw in them moved in. So he had compassion. What did he see? He saw the people fainting. In fact, the Bible said they fainted. Not that they were even fainting. They fainted. What did that to show you that what it was seen was spirit. Were they actually fainted? All of them. Were they, were, they, were they lying on the floor? When they say somebody is fainting and you see him, don't you know the, the, the way the person looks? But these ones were still moving around. But what he saw was that they were what? Fainted. He didn't say they were fainting. Is that the painted? What did that cool? Number two, I will still get to it there. I will still get to it later, actually. Is that they were scattered abroad? <laughs> Was it that they were just roaming? Was it that they didn't have homes where they go to sleep? Were they sleeping under the bridge? But what Jesus saw in them was that they were scattered. And then, as sheep, having no Shepherd, don't they have kings? They have kings. And then if they have king and leaders, were they really sheep without shepherd? But what Jesus was saying was that they were sheep having no what? Shepherd. So Jesus was not seeing what everybody was seeing. So the three kinds of sins. Number one, there is the physical sin. There is the physical sin. This is the sin with the plain eyes. That is your cornea, your pupil, your iris, your retina, and all. You are deploying the, the, the parts 
the biological part. It is the sin of what everyone else is seeing. Somebody shout hallelujah. All of you, you shall can see me. What color is this? Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, everybody is seeing the color that I'm wearing and they are seeing the same thing. Why? They are seeing with their physical eyes. That is the ordinary scene. That is the physical scene. So you are seeing what everybody is seeing. There is nothing superordinary, extraordinary about that. Now, if you close your eyes, you definitely will not be seeing anything. Why? It is seeing everything in an ordinary state with no special communication or attraction or attention. You are not seeing something that is different from everybody else. If you limit the journey of your life to this, you cannot make it far. If you live in this realm, you will trail others, really. If you limit your life to this, you will be limited and cannot go far in the journey of life. You are seeing what everybody else is seeing. So you will attempt to do what everybody else is doing. And what makes somebody get to the top is you doing something different from the way everybody does it. So it just means that you must of necessity see what others are not what? The jacket I'm wearing is not more than, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not different from all the one that people of my father's age were wearing there. But the person that saw this, what he did, he decided to make two pockets. That's all. So he can decide to sell this one higher than the one that has only one. Sometimes they will make the flap here bigger. Sometimes they make it smaller. Sometimes they put two buttons. Sometimes they put three. In fact, there was a time we were wearing the one that has four. So if you venture to start anything with this kind of sin, you can only join the rat race. You can end up struggling to survive because there's nothing special. There's no big deal in it. Somebody shout hallelujah. You come to church, you see the number of people in the church, it makes, meaning, it makes no meaning to you. You are not seeing well. You live in a neighborhood. You see people in your neighborhood. You greet them. You just pass. Seeing those people and those people that you see make no special meaning to you. You are not seeing where. How will you survive? You have children. Every morning, you carry your children to school. You go to the school in the evening to bring them back. The heads, the number of children you see in that school make no meaning to you. You are not seeing where. You go to the market every time to make your purchases, your purchases, and then you do your buying, you come back home, and all those heads you see in the market, they make no sense to you. You are not seeing well. You can see people looking around. 
what I'm saying does not make meaning to you. You are not here anywhere. So that is why people are stopped. That is why people don't get to the top. Because you just have left your life at that ordinary level. Nothing special in what you are seeing. The second kind of sin is what I call the mind sin. That is what you see even when your eyes are closed. There are things you see even when you close your eyes. You might not be able to move around, but you see. You see. You see with the mind. At that, you are seeing beyond the ordinary level. You are engaging your mind and not just the anatomy and the physiology of the eyes. You are not deploying just the parts of the eyes to see. Your mind is also seeing. In other words, you are seeing what Reverend Solomon is wearing, but you are seeing beyond. You are seeing the designs. You are seeing the quality of, of dress. You are seeing the materials. In other words, you saw, you saw what everybody, or you are seeing what everybody is seeing, but there is a thought. You look at it, you are not a fashion designer, but you could see the errors in the designs. You could see the error. That is, that is seen with the mind. Seen with your mind. See, I keep saying this. Moses went to the mountain of God. He did not go there to see. He went there to do what? To tend the animals belonging to Father Jethro. Somebody shout hallelujah. But he saw the bush burning. Alright? What did he do? He turned back to see. That was not seen with the physical eyes. That was seen with the mind. He now began to say, ah, I've been seeing bush burning. But there is a difference in this one. Until he turned back to see. God did not speak. If when he saw bush and he went away, Will God, see, will God speak? Will he eventually become what he became? The problems you have is that you are not seen with the mind. So if a set of items are presented, for example, someone is seen with the mind, or someone who is seen with the mind, will come out with different viewpoints. That will be different, that will be strange. That will be superior to what others are seeing. For example, an individual might be blind, but yet sees through the mind. And do you know what? He will be engaging those that have physical eyes. As a matter of fact, he will be moving around with his stick. They are the one that will be leading him. Where he is going with the physical eyes. He cannot tell. 
But when he eventually gets there, is the one that will be performing. Those ones that carried him there, will drop him there and they will stay at the back. That is the difference between seeing with the physical eyes and the eyes of the mind. But Badari went everywhere in the world preaching. Can he fly a airplane? Can he even drive? Even in death, they still put his, uh, his uh, video clips on the internet. As at the time the Baba was alive, there was no internet. And his video clips are all over the place. Now there is one man now. Something. Kasali, thank you. The man drives Jeepo. With escort too. Does he see? He doesn't see. Sometimes now he will say he doesn't want to do this our Pentecost. He has gone back to CNS. And yet people keep following him there. He sees with the mind. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, the most successful men and women on earth, they dwell in this realm. Please note, these people that we call successful, they also are limited by natural activities and phenomena. Bad roads, sometimes bad weather, most times bad leadership. But what keeps them on top is what they can see with their minds. Nigerians will leave certain businesses undone. These Indians and the Chinese and the Lebanese will come and take up the business and do well in it. Why? They can see with their minds. Somebody was writing that we complain of poverty in Nigeria, but you could see money on the streets of Nigeria. Why? Because Nigerians don't see with the mind, they see with only the physical eyes. And so they continue to complain. Now listen to what I've written. When others are seeing a depressed economy and the minds of such people are failing, the people that are making it are great and big business opportunities. Why? Because they are seen with their minds. When others are seen leadership, these people that are making it even pray that that bad leadership should never be good. And the leadership should continue to become worse. Because in the leadership becoming worse is where they make their own money. And yet, the others that are seen with physical eyes are worth complaining. Somebody shout hallelujah. Seeing with the mind is the realm of optimal utility or engagement of the human minds and senses. And this is a function of how well you've been able to develop your mental capacity. So your mind has become stretched. You are deep in everything you are, you are engaged in. You are deep. You are not operating at the surface level. You are deep. 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 
Adib. You see far more. You are in Nigeria, but you are seeing what is happening in America. You are deep. You are thorough. You are thorough. When everybody comes with challenges, you just look at what they are presenting as challenges and what you are coming out with is opportunity. Because your mind is fresh. Maybe by virtue of the books you've read, there are some of us here that don't read at all. Now, maybe by virtue of associations we keep, because you will ultimately, ultimately become those you associate with. If the friends you keep are mad, that's not your portion in Jesus' name. But nothing will be wrong with your with you mentally, but you will be behaving like a mad person. <laughs> Without anything funny, you will just burst into laughter. <laughs> and people will be looking at you. What is making this one to laugh now? Because you are associated with people that does that. Okay, people that do that. Sometimes based on your exposures in life, maybe by virtue of places you've traveled to, maybe by movies you've watched, maybe your background or your environment or the courses of study, but you begin to see things differently. I've mentioned this before. We're living in Ketu Alakwere. Right in our room, right in our room, you'll be hearing for example, at Doshaje, Kiniko, Kiniko. Right in the room. And you don't have control over it. Somebody shout hallelujah. There is no way your children will not grow singing that. When Isheolu was learning to talk, I could recall very well. She would say, Ajota, Ajota, Ajota. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's what she gets for here. Her mother takes her to Ajota. And when they are coming, Ajota, Ajota, Ajota. Somebody shout hallelujah. Your children are behaving somehow. And you are wondering, why are they behaving like this? The environment that they keep. The mind saying has nothing to do with God. Please note it. Got absolutely nothing to do with God. That is why most successful people don't even believe in God. They don't. Why? All that we tell them that God can do, they can achieve it for themselves. Without calling upon God. And that is the failing of those that preach tight and then that you will have when you give. It's a failing. Who does Bill Gates pay his tithes to? Jeff Bezos. Who does he pay his tithes to? Eh? Elon Musk. Who does he pay? Mike Zuckerberg, who does he pay tithes to? Do you know one funny thing? All those people that collect tithes on monthly basis they pay to, 
the Peto Zuckerberg. Because they make use of his platform. So they continue to tell you to bring tithes to them. So that people who don't believe in God continues to collect it. It's a failing. Don't let anybody deceive you. When you pay your tithes, you don't get anything. If at best, it is a responsibility. That's all. Somebody shout hallelujah. If it is true, if it is true, it becomes a universal principle that if anybody doesn't pay tight, it becomes wretched. God bless you. The moment, as you can see, the set of the richest go and combine the wealth of all the preachers that are preaching about tithing together. It is not up to the 10% of the wealth of these people who don't even believe in God. You know why? Because they see with their mind. Somebody sat down one day and said that we look at album, album, album. And it brought about Facebook. Facebook. And it killed album forever. And it doesn't pay tight. But he chose to see through his mind Somebody shout hallelujah. They tell you God will protect you. These people don't, if you believe in God, what we tell you is that God will protect you. But these people don't believe in God. And so what do they do? They have formidable security guards. They believe they can protect themselves. Are you sure? Somebody shout hallelujah. We tell you that if you believe in God, God will provide for you. But these people, they see with their minds. And they have more than enough. We tell you in church that God will build you a house. Buy you a car. They already have. As a matter of fact, they manufacture. <laughs> Why? Because they see with their mind. Sir. Sir. They know that fuel, petrol, is what vehicles have been feeding on. All the while, they began to see with their mind. And they now began to say that, ah, ah, no, vehicles should work on something else. And then they brought out what? Electric cars. So long as there is electricity, just go and charge the battery. Now, somebody from the mind could see that. And he has brought it. You are now telling him to believe in your God that God will provide him cars. When himself is a manufacturer of cars. So when you see with your mind, you achieve what others are not able to achieve. Now, this ability to see with the mind might be what has been established in your nature. Which you derive from either or both of your parents. But seeing with the mind sure has its limitations. That is true. You might be successful, you might not. What you get after seeing with the mind is a function of your planning, of your execution. 
Now, the last kind of eyes that we need to possess is what I call the spirit eyes. That was what Jesus deployed. Spirit eyes. Not physical eyes. Spirit eyes. This is when the physiology of your physical eyes are suspended. Though you are seeing, but you are not seeing with this your physical eyes. That is when your ability to see with your mind is suspended. In other words, you are engaging your mind, but what your spirit is seeing is different. In other words, when you begin to see with spirit eyes, when you bring people with physical eyes, they won't see. When you bring people that see through the mind eyes, they won't see. Now, the Bible says, and God saw all that he did. And they were what? Good. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. But were things really good when God saw that they were good? He saw with the spirit mind. And by seeing, he knew what nest to produce. What nest to form. That is what seeing with the spirit eyes will do for you. When your spirit begins to see, listen to me, and you communicate what you are seeing to those who see physic with physical eyes, they will never see on or understand. When you see with your spirit and you communicate what you see, in the spirit, with those who see with their minds, they will tell you it is not possible. Because they can never see it. It will take those who see in the spirit to get along. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. It was spiritually fainted. They were still walking. They were still moving around, but Jesus saw them as what fainted. They were strong. Alright? And then, in the physical, Jesus saw them as being weak. And then, they, had, they were going about their, 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 their daily activities, but Jesus saw them as being scattered abroad. They left their homes in the morning, told their wives, or told their husbands or their children, I'm going to work. Maybe they even got back in the evening with money and all those things. But Jesus saw that they were scattered abroad. They had kings, they had leaders, but Jesus saw them as sheep having no shepherd. That is seen with spirit eyes. Listen to me. Your journey to the top begins where you begin to see with the eyes of the Spirit. If you operate with your physical eyes, you will forever be limited. If you see with the eyes of your mind, you can be stopped. Because again, you won't go far beyond the capability of your mind, really. If you want to become unstoppable, 
we have to begin to see with the eyes of the spirit. What physical eyes cannot see? What the mind of man cannot comprehend? When you begin to see in the spirit, you become unstoppable. You are bound to achieve greatness. You are bound to arrive at the top. And that is why you see that most people that are making it have a spirit connection. They will not tell you. That is why many of them go to the church of Scientology. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 and verse 18. I pray that the Father glory, the God of Christ will impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. Now, in verse 18, I pray that the light of God, which is the spirit, will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light. That is no longer the mind. That is purely spirit until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling, that is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us his only ones. That is a way God sees things. When you position yourself to see in that dimension, you will get to the top in everything you do. Am I communicating? That's how to get to the top. That's why you see that some of these people will produce the album. They will go and dedicate it to Juju. That's why you see some of them, they have gone to commit themselves to one spirit or the other. So the inspiration they are getting is from that spirit. And you don't know. Success does not just happen. First Samuel chapter 16. God told prophet Samuel. What is the name of Jacob's father? Jesse. Thank you. Gathered all his children together. And then Samuel was looking at them. But what did God tell Samuel? God does not see us. When you begin to see things, that is, you look at Mrs. Bodasha, for example, what you are seeing in her is different from what even Bodasha himself is seeing in his wife. You are seeing. So now you are looking at the dress she's wearing, but you are seeing from the spirit. What you will design to put on her will be different from what she's wearing. Somebody shout hallelujah. I do talk so much by the grace of God. It was not because I saw with my eyes or mind. I saw in the spirit. Now, as at the time, some oh, there is no time again. But let me shop some of your time. Wait, sorry. When you are seen with your spirit everybody will be confused. They might think you are wasting your time. 
They might think you are wasting your time. They might not see value in what you are doing. When I started Stocks Watch, a friend of mine called me. If I mention his name, many of you will know. He said, you are me. Which one? What, what, what is it that you even say you are doing self? I had to. But I wanted him to say it the second time so that it will start as, stand as a testimony against him. I had. Because as far as he was concerned, I was wasting my time. What I was saying that was pushing me, he couldn't see. As far as he was concerned, I was wasting my what? My time. And he said, Yomi, what is even this one that you say you are doing self? And I said, Kilawisa, he couldn't repeat it. In three, four years, I came to dashing money. Because ultimately, it is the spirit that will bring about the success you are looking for. He will be leading you. Where you are going, even yourself might not be able to know. How you will get there, you might not be able to know. But it is the spirit. What you are seeing is there. Everybody is not seeing it. They are discouraging you. Because of what you are passing through. Temporarily. And because the success is not immediately coming. That is, your spirit is alert. Your spirit eyes seen. And so you are moving in the direction and the dimension of where the spirit is leading you. As far as those that are operating with their minds are concerned, you are going in the wrong direction. You are going in the bush. You are not making it. You are wasting your effort. You are wasting your resources. Somebody shout, hallelujah. If you ever listen to them, you will never get there. They are not seeing what you are seeing. And they can never see what you are seeing. They can never, as far as they are concerned, you are wasting your time. But you are seeing with the eyes of the spirit. You are seeing with the eyes of the spirit. You are seeing with the eyes of the... And then you are moving ahead. You are moving ahead. And then all the situations and circumstances around you are not showing that there is profiting in what you are doing. But there is something in it. You know why? The spirit sees the past. It sees the now. And it's seen the future. The physical eyes had seen the past and it's seen the now. Hello? With your physical eyes, you don't see the future. Uh, uh, somebody shout hallelujah. How not to start a business? I will still tell you. Number one, don't start a business because you are hungry. If you start a business because you are hungry, the business might be able to feed you, but nothing more. You will get the food. She be hungry, and it will feed your hunger, but it might not be able to buy you clothes. Number two, don't start a business because you are looking for money. If you do, you might get the money, but at subsistence level, you are just able to manage life. Number three, until you see something that others are not seeing, and you are a Christian. Until you stay in the spirit, don't ever start the business. What did Jesus see? Jesus saw the multitudes. Don't start a business until you can see the multitudes needing what you are providing. Needing what you are providing 
as if life will not be meaningful or complete for them until they patronize you. That is how to start a business. The multitude. If you agree with me now, one of the ways to make quick money in Nigeria is to be a gospeler. That's why all of them will go at any level to make sure that they are able to perform miracles that will bring people. All the money they say they get, where are they getting it from? From people. So what they do now, see, they hide under Jesus. What Jesus saw that time is still happening today. The moment they gather multitudes, they become a force, they become a voice. I said a preacher told me, I said, what are you doing with all these people you are gathering? He said, ah, just let me be gathering it. Let me be gathering them. He said, there is no politician. There is nobody that wants to be a governor in this state that will not visit me. I said, how? He said, he knows the number of heads he will come to campaign to. So when they now say they are evangelizing, come to the kingdom, come to the kingdom, you can now know the kingdom they are coming to. When they build all those branches, there is no precedent that will, no matter his religion, that will not go to some churches to go and campaign. That is why they gather the multitude. But they hide under the name. And if you are a president, you are going to campaign. Will you go empty-handed? Don't let me say empty-handed. Empty-mouthed. I said I listened to a preacher. I heard it well from him. He said he got to his office in the morning. He looked at his drawer. He didn't see dollar. He said, ah, no politician has brought dollar. He said it himself. He's based in Portacot. He said, ah, no commissioner has brought dollars. He said, but this is an abnormality. He said before he stopped, somebody knocked. And they said somebody. And then he looked at the envelope. They brought dollars. A commissioner sent it. That commissioner, does he earn income in dollar? He has stolen it. Only start a business because of what you can see. That is revelation. Insight. Inspiration. Inner push. And inner conviction. People talk about talents. That's good. But talents in use when not born out of deep insight. When not born out of deep revelation, will not lead you to anywhere. I think I've tried a little. Lift your hands to the heavens and say, Open my eyes, O Lord. Hallelujah. Open. Holy Spirit, open my eyes, O Lord. Ah, ready.